And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com, and let me help you rise to the top. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Like a Boss. My name is Heather Havenwood. Well, we help you rise to the top. So I'm so excited about today. This is going to be kind of fun, something different. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Steve Gordon. Steven, Steve, are you on the line? I'm here. Hey, Heather. If I call you Steven, I don't get mad. <laughs> it's okay. I've been called that all my life. Okay, good. Okay, great. I know Steve is Steve. I'm a Steve, not Steve. So anyway, Steve Gordon is the best-selling author, the founder of The Unstoppable CEO, and the host of The Unstoppable CEO podcast. He has written over 400 articles on marketing for services for business. Through his firm, he has helped service business entrepreneurs create leveraged marketing systems so they can spend less time on business development and more time on what matters most, making money, right? Having some fun. Well, I'm super excited to have you on today. We're going to be talking about, this is a great, this is perfect for this, uh, for me, because as people know, I help people launch people's podcasts and that's something you do as well. However, what we're going to be talking about today is something really specific um, about networking, how to use the tool podcasting. Podcasting is like a tool, like a hammer. How do you use the tool podcasting to network and expand your own personal network? So we're going to be diving into that. But before we get started on that, Steve, why don't you share with the audience a little bit about yourself and your background and how did you get here? Sure. So I've been in business since before the internet, I hate to admit. Um, And I started at, at my very first job out of college, it was a small engineering consulting company. I was the 10th employee. And, uh, and, and the fastest way we could communicate with anyone at the time was a fax machine. No email, no internet, none of that. And so I, I kind of straddle that world and now the internet world and have the perspective of both. But um, I started out there right out of college. I'd been there for about four years. I was 28 years old. I got asked by the founder to take over that company, be the CEO, and you know, and kind of be his exit strategy. So I got thrown in at a, at a really young age, and uh, and kind of baptism by fire. Had to learn how to market a, a a consulting company, how to sell, how to do all those things that they don't teach you in school when you're you're getting you know a discipline in a, a degree in a specific discipline. And uh, and so learned how to do that, grew that company, realized that I like the sales and marketing stuff 
way more than I liked engineering. And, uh, and so I started a, uh, my current company in uh, 2010, and we work with other professional service businesses um, who are you know, facing that similar struggle of how do I market and sell this thing that I love doing, um, and we help them build systems to do that. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's really, you know, that's really true. I mean, part of, I think the challenge I'm seeing today in today's marketplace, by the way, I've just stepped back. I did my first um, funnel with faxes in 99. So I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So you know. <laughs> yes, people. There's this thing called a fax machine. <laughs> I did. I swear to God, I never tell the story, but I, I, I did my first funnel in the telecom. It was basically cell phones back in the day. Okay. And cell phones, business to business sales. And I sent out a flyer, one page flyer, you know, order form. And then I told them to fax it. And so I'd come in every morning and they would just be like orders, like a little funnel, you know, that's awesome. And then I, I would, <laughs> great. Anyway, fun story. Uh, so I'm with you. I was there before the internet, right? Um, we are that, not that old. I swear, Steve, we're just not that old. We're just brilliant. We're just brilliant. That's why. That's um, okay, so let's go into networking. Um, I love the fact that you focus on, let's, let's just call them service-based businesses, right? So you work with realtors, um, high-end consultants, as well as like, I love financial advising and insurance business. Is that right? Am I? Yeah, that, absolutely. Okay. okay, great. So let's talk about their, their challenges that they deal with because let's, let's take financial advisors for a second or realtors. I mean, there's a ton of realtors. There's a ton of financial advisors, right? How are you helping them um, with podcasting or how are you, I, I would say, why do you think they should start a podcast? Well, so, so let's talk about the, what the podcast is really for, okay? Right. Yeah. You're not going to start a podcast because you want to be a podcast celebrity because, to be perfectly honest, you're probably not going to be one if you're listening to this. Uh, even if you start a podcast, it's it's harder than it looks. And everybody wants to focus on uh, what I call the consumption side of podcasting. In other words, how many listeners do I have, right? And they think that's how you win with it. But really, the big, big leverage is now that you say, hey, I have a podcast, even if you've only got five listeners, the fact that you can say I have a podcast means you can go to someone in your community. So if let's say you're in real estate or in you know, insurance or something like that, and you're working in a local community, instead of going around and having those stupid coffee dates where you'd go to Starbucks and you'd have a 30 minute or an hour conversation, you both walk away saying, oh, let's, we're going to have this mutually beneficial relationship. And Heather, every time I had one of those, what that meant was I was going to go find that person a referral, but I was never going to hear from that person again, right? That's the way those things go. And this gives you a different way to approach when you're networking. Um, you can go and say, hey, you know, I've got this podcast. I'm interviewing all of the local business experts. And I really would love for you to share your wisdom with everybody in my network. And we can just do it with real simple. We sit down. We have a 30-minute conversation. I send that out to everybody I know. And I'll give you a link. You can send it out to everybody you know. And now all of a sudden, you've multiplied your network. Mm -hmm. uh, by doing that. And if you do that regularly, it, it just becomes real easy. And it's a whole lot of fun. You know, so interesting. I, I talk about this all the time that I use podcasting more for networking and expanding my network um, more than anything. I, of course, I got to be the one to tell you if anyone and people reach out to me all the time to have coffee. I'm like, you want me to get dressed, drive somewhere, park, get somewhere to have a 30 minute conversation for you to tell me what you do. And I'm like, why can't we just do that either online or on a podcast like this? So I'm completely 100% with you. 100%. How are you finding though, 
And the other thing I wanted to share that I think is brilliant, don't focus on how many people downloads you have. You're right. Even 10, five, six, 10 in your market, that's could be 10 highly qualified particular candidates for your business. That's huge, right? So how are you finding today, like say a financial advisor or a realtor or a local, more of a local business, how are they leveraging that today with networking? What are you finding the results are? Well, they're able to go and, and meet with and get access to prospects much easier. So, you know, there's really two parts of networking, right? When I used to go and do a lot of that, where I'd go to a chamber of commerce meeting or, you know, go to a BNI or something like that, I was going and looking for one of two things. Either I wanted to be, you know, directly in contact with a potential client, or I wanted to meet someone who could refer me to clients. And that was really all I was looking for there. And, and so with the podcast, you can do all of those same things. You just don't have to leave the office. You don't have to invest all the time. When I, in 2012, I went cold turkey on kind of that face-to-face networking. I was spending probably eight to 12 hours a week. I was, you know, involved in, in, uh, in, in BNI and it's a great organization. It's wonderful. Ivan Meisner does great work. Um, you know, but their recommendation is that you spend about 20% of your time out networking, that the people who are really, really successful at doing it are doing that. And I don't know very many business owners that can invest that much time. No, there's a, there's a lot of commitment there. And I, there's someone I know here locally. And every time I talk to them, they are, um, they're in the real estate industry, basically. They're always at like a meeting at like a lunch meeting and like, and I'm like, are you getting business out of it though? And I haven't really seen over the last seven or eight months that I've been uh, and knowing this person that they get a lot of business out of it. It's just like, they feel like it's a busy work, the networking, the networking, the networking, but I'm like, are you actually closing deals? And I shared with him, I was like, you would be better off creating a show a podcast and being the local person, like being the one that people go to, to listen to, to be the radio because they have obviously here local radio. There's a real estate and mortgage person that, that pays to be on the local radio station. And then people think, well, I can't do it because that person's that well, not everyone listens to that talk radio station, you know, and podcasting is way much better, but I want to add one thing to this. that I think is brilliant. I want to, I want you to share your experience with your current clients, which is what I call the door opening or the door opening clause with podcasting. It's brilliant. Uh, I had a client, this is, this is one of the most rarest client I've ever had, but I I know you're going to be able to take it, Stephen, like run with it. Uh, He is a doctor for schizophrenia patients, right? Like the guy is the most beautiful, loving man I've ever met in my life. And I thought, what are you going to do with the podcast? He's like, well, I want to really be support for people who are caregivers of of people with schizophrenia and share with them and things and tools and all kinds of stuff that they can do and ways and whatnot. I said, great, let's do it. So he said to me, Heather, there's a gentleman who's in research and he's been like a mentor of mine from afar. I've read all this work, it's research. And I've been so scared to reach out to him, but I reached out to his office and I told him I had a podcast now and then I wanted to interview him. And he said, yes, this is a guy in his world is like far, far away, like never be able to talk to him. Right. And the fact that he was able to call him and say, I have a podcast I want to interview. Now they, they're doing work together as a doctor. And I thought that was a brilliant. So what's your experience? And you have a client similar where they were, I would never be able to reach that person. And because they had a podcast, they were able to reach them. Yeah. They, uh, I've got a client who is uh, in insurance and he insures mergers and acquisition transactions out in Silicon Valley, really <clears throat> highly niched, very specialized. He started um, offering that as a service on top of his regular insurance business two years ago. 
no contacts in M&A or any of that. And, um, and he started using this as a way to go around and interview all of the investment bankers and the attorneys that, that put these deals together. I mean, these are people that you, you couldn't like storm the castle and get access to because of all of the gatekeepers. Right. But because he's inviting them on a podcast, they're like, oh yeah, that's great. Oh, hey, can I share that on my LinkedIn? Can I share this within my company? And that's been really big for him because a lot of the times the attorneys will work inside of a larger firm. They'll be one of many that, that uh, you know, do these transactions. So he's, he's tapping into all these natural networks. And because it's all about the guest and the guest is sort of, you know, the star of the show, they absolutely want to share it. So it's all the things that we've always tried to do in business that are really, really difficult by having a platform and giving somebody the opportunity to share their wisdom and mm -hmm. be the star. They, they jump at the chance for doing it. We used to do this. I mean, talk about going back in time. Um, I used to go around to do interviews in my first company. We would do them periodically record them and put them on CDs and mail them. <laughs> okay. Before podcasts existed. Right. Um, and, and we did it for the exact same reason because it got us access to that person's network. We'd, we'd ask them, Hey, do you have, you know, a hundred people that you'd like us to send this to, you know, we have some minimum order at the CD place that we've got to meet. We'll just mail them out to your people. When we did that, we got introduced to their entire network. So, uh, it get it gets you in the door. I think. I mean, that's the, to me the biggest advantage of doing this, um, and and it's it's really powerful mm -hmm. to open those doors. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's really powerful once you're sitting in that interview. If this is somebody that you want to have a relationship with. It gives you the opportunity in the the chit chat that happens before the interview or after the interview and even during because you're making them the rock star. They at the end of the interview they love you you really have a relationship with this person and, uh, and you can go from never having met to having a relationship where you could pick up the phone and they'll remember you. Mm -hmm. And if we think in terms of like in this local kind of community and you're, you're likely to be the only one that's doing this in your local community, everyone that you network with and, uh, and, and get in front of with this approach is always going to remember you as, Hey, that was the guy that once interviewed me on the podcast. Cause you're probably mm -hmm. the only one in their life that does. Yeah. And what's a really good point around this. I first off, love this. This is so great. I, I, I've been kind of yelling a quote unquote screaming to people, especially in the local market that podcasting is so critical today. I think, I think it's, it's hard to have a conversation with a realtor or an insurance person. Like, why would I start a podcast? Like, I don't really want to serve people over the country, whatnot. Um, here's what I would say. There's a gentleman here in Austin. He's a realtor happens to be at the co-working space that I go to. We've just kind of called chit chat in the, in the co-working coffee room, found out that he is like the king of understanding the building codes in Austin where I live. I live in downtown and they're constantly changing crazy stuff, right? He's like the king of that. Like that's his thing. He's realized if he's learned that he's understand that he can actually make more profit for his clients. Right. And I'm like, you need to do a podcast on this, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. like if I was building a house in this area, I would be calling him period. He has contact with all the builders he knows all the right people. He's lived here for 25 years. He was a bartender when he first started. He knows people, right? He is connected, but no one knows who he is other than those people. I'm talking about the buyers. Like, why is he not creating a podcast explaining here's what's happening? Because there's all kinds of Austin's city council is constantly making changes like every city. So he constantly is on top of that. 
And I'm like, you need to have a pot. I was like, I would listen because I know that things are constantly changing. I want to be on top of that as, you know, as a consumer, as a potential, you know, creating real estate here and making money. And that's where you would come from. I think it's a brilliant idea for realtors to do that. I think it's really brilliant. And I just love that you guys. Well, and, and let's, let's break down like for that guy, how, how to best approach that. So the, the other thing I like about podcasts, which for, for businesses that have kind of a unique point of view, in other words, you have a, this is how we do it. And, and this is why we do it this way. And you think your way is advantageous to your clients versus what everyone else in your industry does. Mm -hmm. It can be really hard, Heather, as you know, to, to sit down and I'm going to write an article or I've written two books. It takes time to write a book. Okay. To get the ideas out there. It's really easy to flip on a microphone and take five minutes and make a quick little outline and start talking through the idea, just like you'd talk, you know, to someone across the table and share your expertise with them. And so it's, it's really, really easy. So you can take a podcast and devote some of the episodes to networking where you're interviewing other people that are, are kind of in that world that you want to connect with. And you can take some of them and dedicate them to sharing your perspective, your point of view. I call it the worldview. You know, this is how we do it. And this is why it's important that you know this with your market. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it can be hugely helpful. You know, so many businesses have such a hard time kind of unlocking their message because, they feel like they got to be all formal and they got to write it out and all that. It's just so easy if you can just talk. You know, so I'll just take this from a view here locally in Austin because maybe it'll help somebody listening. Um, so like I said, the city council, I live in downtown Austin. There's constant changes with the city council of Austin. They just love to change stuff all the time. And they get the news, like what they want. We have an election, what they want, where they're going. They get the news cycle. They get the loudness. What I would love to hear about, is the view from a local builder. Like how is that affecting him? And that where I would see, I would go to that real estate podcast and go, he would interview one of the local builders and the local builders say, Hey, what they're doing is really gonna, you know, hurt the consumer. Here's why, here's what's really happening with the building industry. Here's what's happening with the products and services. The costs have gone up. Like he knows what's happening, you know? And I would listen to that because I would want to know not what the city council's doing, but how does it really affect what's really going on with the consumer and the person who lives here and like what's really going on, like another point of view right. versus the one that's being, that basically pays the media. Right. I want to hear the local guy saying, Hey, this is a great thing or this is bad. This is going to be a bad thing in the next five years. You know, something that's different versus just letting the, in this case, I'm just talking political, but the, the city council, whomever only have the voice. And I think that's where podcasts can really come in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's just such an easy way to get that message out. And yeah. I, I know from all the businesses I've ever worked with, and even before I started working with businesses on marketing, I remember back in my engineering days, you know, when you, you would go and, and have the meeting where, you know, everybody would get together from the same profession in your little association, right? Yeah. And there was sort of a pecking order, right? There's like, oh, well, we do it this way and we're superior to those people. Everybody has that point of view. Um, you know, so if I were thinking that in the room about some people, there was somebody in that room thinking that about me and it gives you a really easy vehicle to, to express that because that point of view is going to attract some clients to you and it's going to repel others. That's okay. But if you don't get it out, it's not going to attract anybody. Right. 
if you don't get that point of view out. You're right. Like in every industry, insurance, financial, real estate. I mean, if I went to a bunch of real estate networking, I wouldn't know who knows what about what. But if I'm a consumer and I'm not ready to build or buy or whatever, how do I know? How do I know who's better at what? I don't know that answer or financial, like, you know, financial, what's going on, what's happening with the crypto business, what's going on here. I'd love, I'd love to hear a local financial guy talking about that, you know, having a local show about what's happening with the market or whatever, you know, whatever that is. Right. I just think that there's a huge missing and it's not being taught, especially in law lawyers. I mean, again, when you're in business, you have to know what's kind of going on with that. You have to have a lawyer in your back pocket on that lesson. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things you just have to have. I would, I would listen to a, a lawyer here in Texas talking about what's happening, right? So I can be up on things and use that person or reach out to the person when or if needed. I think that's a, that's a really good point because you're going to listen to that, that person. So let's say it's an attorney or some other expert you're going to listen to that person and you might listen to several episodes of their podcast. And I, I know, you know, this, we experience this all the time. You'll have somebody binge listen, right? They'll go and, and listen to a whole slew of episodes. They, they now feel like they're your best friend Yeah, because you've been in their ear for hours and hours and hours. They right. may have over the course of, of a week or two spent more time with you than any other single person other than their spouse. Right. You know, if you think about it, I mean, and you're there and it's like, it's like you're at a cocktail party. And I don't know, Steve. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I mean, but, but it, it happens. I mean, they're yeah. listening to you and, and, and they're there with you. And if you've ever been to a cocktail party and you're having a conversation with someone and there's that third person that's sort of half in the conversation, half out, kind of eavesdropping, right? Right. That's what a podcast listener is. And it yeah. sounds a little creepy. It's not really creepy to listen to a podcast, but that's the experience they're having. So it's like they're in the conversation, but they're not really contributing. Right. And, uh, and so it's a, I think it's a great relationship development tool. So once you get to a point where, yes, you're using it for networking, but you're also distributing it within your local community, probably by email to let folks in your network know that you've released a new episode. As they begin to listen to that, mm -hmm the depth of relationship that you have with them is going to increase and you don't have to go visit them once a week when your podcasts come out to do that. You get some scale with it, right? Right. Um, I don't know if you've had this happen. I, I've been to conferences before where somebody will come up to me who has been a listener of our podcast and they'll start talking to me as if we're old friends. I've mm -hmm. never met them before but they've listened to the podcast. They've heard me tell stories. They know, you know, how I started out in my first business and all that. And, and it's, it's a really unique kind of thing. I, I used to, um, before we started podcasting, I went for about four years in uh, our current business. I wrote a daily email to our list, which is a lot of work. I don't recommend it, but every day I woke up and I'd write an email and it was all about our point of view and all that. Um, and it, that didn't create near the relationship, even though I was showing up five times a week as showing up once a week with audio where they can hear my voice. We connect. I think we connect through audio, right? We, people can have an entire relationship with another human being via telephone. Did I just say telephone? I just said telephone. Um, <laughs> the whole thing, telephone thing. Okay. Um, but people have relationships with telephone, right? They do with audio, with voice. They have a relationship with people through the voice. They can hear the tonality. They can hear the, the conversation and what, the excitement, the enthusiasm or whatnot. And they want to hear people's opinions. And I think what's happening with podcasts today 
is that it's a networking tool. It's a way to connect with a people that you may never find in your networking because they are sharing it out with other people and they're sharing it. People are finding me all over the place. But also it's an opportunity to really have your own view. I think every person that is a financial advisor or a chiropractor or a lawyer or whatnot, they've had years and years of experience and they have their own view. They really do have their own view. And we as consumers want to hear that view. We want to actually hear their, what they're thinking and what's happening so we can say, hey, I really like this person. I want to work with them. Or no, it doesn't really fit for me for my needs or it doesn't really fit with my own belief system, right? I think it's a, it's part of that process. I mean, I was just sharing with you that one of my clients, I'm a talent for their blog. It's a big, big blog, kind of an AARP um, uh, competitor-ish. They focus on, on the seniors. And it's been, real, it's been fascinating for me as a talent because I get to interview all these amazing people and I get to interview lawyers that focus on wills and, and whatnot, you know, people that are selling funeral home things. I learned all kinds of, of crazy things, but what's fascinating to me is how much these people know their industry and how fascinating they are and, and the depth of knowledge. And really nobody knows it. They don't really know it unless people are already doing business with them. I think podcasting is that step before it saying, Hey, I really know my stuff. I've been in this business for 25 or 30 years. I really know my stuff. You should go with me because I do know my stuff. And I think that gives it the opportunity to be a Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Go ahead. if we've got, if we've got a little bit of time, I think it'd be probably helpful for folks listening that if we share a couple of ways that you can take these relationships. So if you use this as a networking tool, obviously at the end of the day, you, you want to get business out of all of this effort. And there are a couple of ways we've found, and I'm sure you found some ways that, that would be helpful for folks to leverage the relationship and, and actually turn it into you know, new leads or new business. And so obviously the first and most direct way is go interview a potential client, interview a prospect. Um, and in the conversation that happens before and after, you'll likely find an opportunity to continue having a relationship with them and develop that into business. But if you're out in influence or uh, interviewing influencers, centers of influence, referral partners, whatever you want to call them, there are a couple of ways that you can turn that into business. First and, and easiest is they'll, they're going to share the interview that you do of them with hopefully everyone that they know, but then you want to ask them if they'd be willing to, to, you know, allow you to come and give value to their network and do that either by interviewing you and and sending it out. Or um, what we really like to get our clients to do is talk with those centers of influence about hosting a presentation where you can go to that person and say, you know, I'm really, really expert at this particular thing. Like if I'm an accountant, I might show up and say, you know, there's big changes in the 28, uh, you know, whatever tax laws as they change every year. And it's really important for all the businesses that, that you're um, interacting with to know this. I would love to host a webinar for them or I'd love to host a lunch and learn for them. And you can take these interviews and now take it to the next step where you're using it as an opportunity to create, you know, some some one to many sales, which um I think a lot of people stop at the podcast and I think it's important to go beyond that. What are some of the ways I know you do this all the time too. What are some of the ways you guys have your clients kind of go beyond and turn that into business opportunity? Well, it's, it, I'm in alignment with you. Um, where I take it is how do you leverage it into being an influencer in your field versus an expert yep. and the influencer, the difference to me, my influence, the difference between expert and influence is an expert is I'm an expert in this and influencer is more of a point of view around it. Right. And they're taking to that next level 
of how do you take it so that I'm an expert in X, but now I'm going to influence, and now I influence an entire industry and field. I think of like Gordon Ramsay. I mean, like he's an influence at this point, you know, he's, he's a chef. Into the day, he's a chef, right? Um, I always think about Oprah. What is she actually an expert in? She's an influencer. I mean, at the end of the day, she's an influencer. She got her business started interviewing people, being an influencer in a particular field. She focused on a particular industry after a while, the spirituality, and she went done that part really heavy. Now she's in weight loss, right? So she stated herself as an influencer. When you can influence an entire field, then you have, I would call, more power. So um, anyway, that's how I see it. What do you think? No, I, I think that that's hugely powerful. It's a way to really level up. Um, yeah. and, and it happens by, I think, sharing a point of view and it mm-hmm. happens by who you're associating with as you're doing these interviews. I mean, Oprah's a perfect example. She, she really wasn't expert at anything, right? Other than <laughs> it, it's like Johnny Carson is, is the example I always use, although I'm, I'm getting to the point now where fewer and fewer people know who that is. But, you know, he had a couch and a microphone and that made him the single most iconic person during the time that, that he was on the air, mm-hmm. couch and a microphone. And mm-hmm. the people that came there gave him authority status or influencer status just by the fact that they came to his microphone and his couch. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned before the, the uh, therapist that works with schizophrenic people that went and interviewed kind of this really yeah, high level guy. researcher, right? Yeah. Um, now because he's associated with that researcher, he becomes kind of on the level with that researcher. Um, in fact, if you do that enough, you can, you can kind of go above all of that, which I think is what you're talking about with, with this influencer status idea where you're now seen as the, within your industry or within your community, you're the, the influential connector person that everybody mm-hmm. wants to know because you have this. I had one of our clients just experienced this. He's in Boston. He's an IT consultant. And uh, he's really early on in, in using his podcast. He's only got about five or six episodes published. And he, uh, one of his guests who runs some networking groups invited him to go to one of her networking meetings. And she introduced him as this podcast host. Well, he had people coming up to him uh, in the break asking him about the podcast. What does it take to get on the show? He actually had a couple of people offer to pay him to get on the show. He, and he said it was the, it was the craziest thing because normally when I go to one of those meetings, I'm like the guy that's sitting against the wall in the corner, you know, and now everybody was coming to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's true. When you, when you say you have a podcast, you're creating your own platform, right? You're creating your own platform. And I share this with people all the time that I have speakers come to me and say, Hey, how do I get on platforms and travel the country and speak? And nothing's wrong with that. I think that's great. But I would prefer to be at home <laughs> in my nice home here, <laughs> right? And actually be sharing my personal story, get on other people's shows as a guest, whatnot, have my own platform and listen, and having people, tens, hundreds, thousands of people listening, right? Versus traveling and I don't like to be felt up by TSA, right? So I don't like traveling or any of that stuff. Those days are gone for me. So I think that what you're saying is pretty critical, especially in the local networking market. It is, it's just now getting that bump. I was uh, actually invited because I'm a radio host too. My show's one from radio podcast. I was invited to a local event here right before the election and it was geared towards women on women, um, women getting into politics, right? left wing noir is just like all about focus on women. I was invited as media, right? I was like, this is cool, right? I was like, I've never done this before. And I got to interview some of the candidates. One was running for Texas Senate and one was running for House of in Texas. It was so cool because I got to be 
Oprah and got to interview these wonderful women. I got to promote them and felt like I was giving back. Um, but yeah, people were coming up to me afterwards going, Oh my God, how did you do that? How do you, how did you have a, how do you have a podcast? I'm like, you know, it's not, it's not that hard. I always tell people podcasting is not hard. There's a lot of moving parts, right? But it's not technically hard because all it is is you and me and a microphone and some cool technology. Yeah. We're just having a conversation. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Let's wrap it up. So where can people find you um, and tell us some things that, that you, what you guys, what your services and how they can find you. Yeah. So, um, you know, like you do, I know you produce podcasts for businesses. We do too. Um, and you know, we're not the right fit for everybody, but for the, you know, the type of business that, that is looking for this, particularly for, for professionals, um, you know, they can find out more about what we do. If they go to unstoppableceo.net slash like a boss and they can, you know, book a call with me there if they want to talk about that. Uh, we also have some resources there where um, we've got a whole guide on how to position yourself as an authority and really sell without selling so that when the client comes up and says, uh, you know, in a sales meeting, you want them to come up and really say to you, hey, you know, Heather, I've been listening to your stuff for a while and 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 you're the you're the person I want to work with, right? And so we've got a complete guide on how to pre-sell prospects that they can get there. Uh, we've got a link to a webinar that'll kind of take them through how, how we use podcasts and webinars and other things to help, you know, help land clients. And, and uh, uh, like I said, you know, there, you guys do this, we do this. You can do all of this on your own. Right. Um, there aren't any great secrets to it. The, the key is, you know, I think the first decision you have to make is, am I going to do this myself or inside my business? Do I have the team to do it? And if not, then you, you want to look to get that team and, and you can go build it or you can go to somebody like Heather, you can come to somebody like us and, and get that team uh, in place. But the most important thing is that you find somebody that you're a fit with yeah. that, you know, because we're, you know, when you work with a client, when we work with clients, we're working together a lot and it's got to be somebody that you like being around. And I think that's, that's critically important. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And, um, I love the fact that you're, you, you got this call with me, even though we kind of do the same thing, but we don't, we have a different, we have a different background and, and whatnot. And I feel like it's all about collaboration, uh, not, you know, it's all about collaboration. And so I want to take people to sell people please go check him out. But also just thinking about if you're a realtor, right? Think about it. if you're a realtor and you want to create a podcast, wouldn't you want to interview another realtor? I mean, the people go, well, that's my competition. Not really. You can't do every area of town, you know, maybe you're South Austin and they're like North. I mean, Austin's pretty big, but why not share what's the difference between going on? So I kind of wanted to make sure people realize that just because we kind of do the same thing, we don't, we're, we're, we're in collaboration. And I think that there's enough, there's definitely enough business to go around. And I also, at the same time, podcasting is not going away. Um, it's just not, it is here to stay. So either grow with it or not, but get on the train That's <laughs> either way, whatever you do is fine. Just get on the train and tell us the website one more time. Yeah. It's unstoppableceo.net slash like a boss. Love it. Thank you, Steve, so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. You're listening to like a boss where we help you rise to the top. You can find us on Roku, Spotify, uh, see where else Google, uh, iTunes and iHeartRadio and soon to be Pandora as well as Amazon Alexa. Everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business 
triple your list and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.